I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Meg here as always and I do know that it is Christmas week. If you are listening to this live when it first airs, it is Wednesday, December 23rd. So we have Christmas Eve tomorrow and then the big day, Christmas Day. So I actually initially didn't know if I was going to release a podcast episode. I've been doing the Unbreakable You podcast since 2017, and I do believe I have taken a Christmas break before, in the years past and I really didn't know if I was going to do the same thing this year. I kind of played with the idea for a little bit but I also recognized that this year Christmas is obviously looking a lot different for so many of us. I mean I am fortunate to be living in the same city as my family. My boyfriend and I, we live together. His family lives here. My family lives here. And we are able to see our family throughout the Christmas holidays. Um, But I recognize that's not the case for everyone. And you may just be staying at home over the Christmas season this year and not be doing your regular traveling. So anyways, as you can tell, I have decided to release a podcast episode this week. I hope it provides some comfort and maybe just like normal routine for those of you who or maybe missing the normal Christmas get-togethers and routines and things like that. So I'm really hoping that this podcast episode and just some time for you and I to be together this week provides you with some comfort and also allows you to know that you are in my thoughts and I am sending you so much love throughout this time of year because I know a lot of you need it. So this year has not been an easy one for so many of us, but I also recognize that this year has definitely brought a lot of growth to many of us as well. It allowed so many of us to spend more time with ourselves than what we normally allow or have the time to. So that's actually something that 
Vanita and I will be talking about in today's episode. So our guest today is an author. We will be talking about her fiction books and also talking about our opinion on fiction books versus self-development books and just kind of our experiences with reading self-development versus reading fiction and how we were left feeling and how they impacted our journey. So I am really excited for you to hear from Vanita, talk about emotional healing and her books and also if becoming an author is something that you envision for yourself this is also a really great episode to listen to and maybe even connect with Vanita because she is a self-published author and has a lot of experience in this area and also does book editing as well. So she's a really great person to connect with. And she's also over on Instagram. So if you are listening to this, you can always take a screenshot of your phone to show that you're listening or just take a picture of your surroundings and show us where you're listening to this podcast at. And you can just tag us on Instagram and we would love to see you listening to this show. Just post it to your story so we can see. And one other thing that I just want to share with you that was really cool and I haven't really talked about this anywhere else, but over the weekend, my mom and I actually got together and we did a bunch of Christmas baking. It was so much fun. We baked some cranberry oatmeal cookies from my friend Michelle from Unbound Wellness. And we also found a really simple three ingredient shortbread recipe from Rachel Mansfield. And then I found a really awesome little snacky peanut butter chocolate bite recipe from my friend Beth at Tasty Yummies. She's been on the podcast before. And so anyways, we spent all weekend or I should say all Sunday baking together and it was just a really nice experience. And it got me thinking about how worth it full recovery actually is. And I have a lot of conversations with women on Instagram or on discovery calls, things like that. And we talk a lot about that middle ground between no longer having an eating disorder anymore, but also still struggling and not fully experiencing full recovery yet. And I just wanted to share with you all that full recovery is absolutely worth it. I have got myself to this place and it really is so incredible to just experience these normal life events like baking with my mom and it's just, you know, I didn't realize 
how much I was missing out on when I was just kind of stuck in, I guess, what people call quasi-recovery, or I just like thinking of it as kind of that middle ground, thinking that we are recovered, but knowing intuitively or knowing deep down that we still have some stuff to work through in order to experience full recovery. And a question that I get from a lot of women is, is it worth it? Like, is it actually worth it to let go of these lingering behaviors or to completely let go of this control that I keep over my food and my body and exercise and all the things? And I just want this to be your reminder that full recovery absolutely is worth it. And I do believe that's why I was given this opportunity to fully recover so I could guide women through their full recovery journeys. So if this speaks to you, if you are feeling like you are stuck in that middle space between eating disorder and full recovery, or if you can't even remember the last time you allowed yourself to bake Christmas cookies and enjoy them for yourself without all of the lingering guilt and shame and mental chatter. If you want to be free of all of that, I welcome you to read more about my coaching program, Back Home to You. This is my 12-week small group coaching program where I guide women through their self-healing and self-love journey. And a lot of the women that I work with inside Back Home to You come to me because they feel stuck in that middle ground and they are ready to experience full recovery for maybe the first time in their life or so many years. So you can read more about Back Home to You at megdoll.com dot com slash back home to you really easy to find it there and I also have it linked up in the show notes for you but go there megdoll.com slash back home to you and you can read more about the program itself but there's also an option to schedule your discovery call with me so you and I can both sit down meet each other talk about the program and make sure it's the right fit for you and then we can get started. I accept three women into each group of Back Home to You and the next group is starting mid-January. I'm super excited and if you don't make it for January then we'll be starting again in February. So I have a new group going every single month So you can always hop in and join us whenever it is your time. All right, it is time to hop over to my conversation today with Vanita. Hello, Vanita. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on this week. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to have this conversation. Yeah, of course. So before I hit record, you and I were chatting about how we connected over on Instagram. And I just feel like we have so much in common. You love talking about emotional and mental health. That's something 
I'm also passionate about. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear from you this week. Oh, thank you. And yes, I love your posts. We definitely do have a lot in common. I I actually absolutely love the vibe that I get through your posts as well. You're very like um I can't put my finger on it, but you've got a very honest, quirky vibe about you, and I think you're so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am quirky for sure in a way. Um I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Enneagram. Are you? No? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, That's a topic for another day then, but I will send you some Enneagram stuff and we'll figure out your Enneagram type because the reason I bring it up is I'm an Enneagram type four and I think Enneagram type fours can be kind of quirky. Okay. (laughs) Um, I've done the, um, you know, I... Oh, I don't know what it's called, but um, I've done the personality test and I got INFJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Myers-Briggs. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that, um, but that's as far as I've gone with the personality test. So, yeah. yeah. The Enneagram is fascinating. I have tons of episodes about the Enneagram and also human design. Those are kind of like my two main things that I love talking about the most but I want to talk about you in this episode and get to know you better so why don't you start by sharing a little bit more about yourself with all of us. Definitely so my name's Vinita I'm a creative writer author emotional wellness advocate and I'm also a teacher's assistant as well just to keep my money coming in but I do love working with children though I'm not gonna lie. Um, And my writing journey started, so I have a medical condition that I was diagnosed with at birth um, as an emotional outlet for the pain that I used to experience. Um, I used to write a lot and I just used to like, I I can't explain how much I used to write. I just used to write anything and everything. And it was a really great tool for me to just offload basically. Um, And then when I was about nine years old, I've had depression and anxiety since I was about nine years old Um, and my parents like they tried to help me a lot like through counselling, finding me um, therapists and etc and at the time if I'm to be really truthful they were great but they weren't very helpful and then about um, three four years ago I was made redundant from a job that um, honestly I I didn't like, I didn't like the job. it was helpful and I'm very, very thankful for, for it because it kind of helped me with my confidence. But um, it was a corporate job and it just kept me very, very trapped. And then at the time I was like, the universe just like helped me so much and just made me redundant from the job. And at the time I was thinking, oh, okay. Like that's like, I was confused, but at the same time I was like, the universe has just given you an opportunity like to do something. And I thought to myself, all I've ever wanted to do is continue writing and to help people. And I started my first book, Broken Branches, at the age of 17. I was sitting in the back of my media class, really, really bored out my brains. And I just started writing. And then when I came home, I'm like, Vanita, you're onto something here. Like, work with it. What are you doing? And then by the time I was 19, I had finished writing two books. Um, And then I published it. I published the first one in May I've been editing I was editing Broken Branches for about 12 years and I've been editing Brimming Bows 
about 13. Brewing Bros is going to publish next year. Um, but going back to my journey three years ago, I was just like, you've written two books. What are you doing with them? What are you doing with your life? Like, come on, get it together. Like, you want to help people and you like writing. What can you do with this? And then at the time, I set up a mental health platform and I used to run events from the platform whilst I was editing, finishing the final stages of editing my books. But at the time, I realised as well that the job had really put the finger on, on the fact that my mental health wasn't right. I wasn't well. Um, and then in my early 20s, like I was going through this phase where I was just kind of ignoring everything and all my problems and everything that was going on in me. And then when I set up the platform, I realised this is a time as well I could go back to try and help myself. So what I do, I used to come back every night and I used to sit for about three, four hours in my room online um, finding different tools, therapeutic tools to help me. So I'd, I used to journal, I used to write, but there were other stuff that I knew I needed for help. And then last year in October, um, I came across a therapist who was doing womb wellness. Um, so about reconnecting with your womb and that turned my entire life around. I can't even explain it. Like everything just switched up for me then. And I realized that and that was basically what kind of got me rolling and it it helped me so much I still have my days like today I was just mentioning how today like I, it's been a little bit emotional so I do have my days but I can't express it express it enough everything that you need is inside of you and you just have to be really willing to dig real deep to find out everything about yourself which is why I'm so keen on helping people understand that emotions are literally the way to healing yourself and helping yourself um, because recognizing my emotions and, bec and becoming aware of my emotions and my thoughts, that has what has really helped me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and see, that's where the overlap is, right? Because that's exactly what I help with my clients with as well. So why don't we dive into more about the emotions? Because I know that's something that so many women shy away from. We kind of push those emotions aside, pretend they're not there. And I actually just had a conversation with one of my clients this morning about this, feeling a lot of pain because she's pushing those emotions aside. But that pain's always gonna be there until we actually give ourselves that permission to feel our emotions. So why don't we talk more about that and what your approach is when it comes to emotional wellness? Um, one thing I will definitely say, and I say this to a lot of people that ask me questions about what helped me is that, um, in the society that we live in um pain is seen as a weakness if you're feeling pain then you're weak that is what society tells you but pain isn't a weakness it's actually a strength because it's our messenger if we listen to our body and we listen to the pain it is telling us something um so one example that I would love to give um I just want to make it clear I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything I just say it through my own journey and I'm not um I'm not telling people to stop their tablets or anything like that. Everything is their choice. Um, but I used to have thyroid um, and the thyroids basically. So I was underactive and um, it used to cause me a lot of pain. It used to cause me a lot of fatigue. So it's some of the symptoms that we get, like we get pains from it. We get fatigue from it. We get hair loss. And when I tapped into room wellness, I recognized that the pain that I was feeling so thyroid essentially I learned 
it comes from our emotions it comes when we resist and suppress our emotions and then all of that kind of just I don't know the scientific basis behind it but it all kind of rushes up in us which causes thyroids because we stop communicating we stop talking about how we're feeling we stop communicating with ourselves. and when I connected to my emotions more I realized that I didn't need my tablets anymore I wasn't feeling as much pain I wasn't feeling that tired and my hair just suddenly started growing um and it's been the longest that it's been in years so what my approach is to my emotions is that I write I write everything down and just today when I was feeling a little bit angry and a little bit upset I literally just I literally just came upstairs I sat down I grounded myself put my left hand over my heart and I said, what is it that you're actually feeling? What is making you agitated? What is making you upset? You have to communicate with yourself like you're literally a child because the pain that you're feeling is, is your inner child calling for you. It's your inner child wanting to be heard. You know, um, it's like a baby. Like I work with children all the time and they're children, they get upset, they get angry. And I don't tell them to not be angry. Being angry, you're human. You know, you're gonna get angry. I asked them, what is making you angry? Why are you upset? Why are you crying? They need to be heard. Your pain needs to be heard. Um, but at the same time, we have we have to recognize where all our pain is coming from. Where is our emotions coming from? We're not born with the emotions that we get. You know, we, we it develops over time. Um, and the more we suppress our emotions, the more baggage we end up carrying inside of us. Um, so I, I wrote a post on this a little while ago, how we all how we all have generational trauma in us. And that is generational emotions that we carry with us as well that needs to be heard. Um, so yeah, I write, I meditate, I um, literally bring myself back to the present moment. I do tapping as well, that really, really helps. Um, your emotions just need to be heard. They need to be recognized and acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And I think something else that's really important to talk about here is, you know, even though we know we have all these tools and you and I are both really good at utilizing these tools that are already within us, we still have those days, like you said, right? You, you're yeah. literally having one of those days right now. And I think it's really important to normalize the fact that even once you are self-aware and conscious of how absolutely incredible you are and how all of these tools inside you are there and you can actually support yourself through your emotions it's just part of the normal human experience to have these days like the end goal here isn't to not feel emotions yeah. afterwards, right? Exactly. We're going to be feeling them. There's, the thing is, at the end of the day, we're going to have those days where anything can trigger us, you know? We're going to have those days where every day is different. We meet different people. We have different experiences. Um, and the thing is, I noticed as well that I was just thinking to myself the other day, like I started, not the other day, sorry, it's been about over a week now, Um a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, I started to recognize how I kept looking at my phone screen every time I got upset. And what the phone screen does, it kind of shuts off our emotions. And it so that we don't have to feel because it's, it's, it's avoiding our emotions. And over a week ago, I decided like, I'm in November, I've had a very good year, like I've done amazing stuff for myself. 
um, let's put social media to the side. Like I'm still on it, but I'm not on it enough. And I realize how much more freeing I feel when I'm just okay with feeling my emotions and letting them run and letting them do its course. Um, a really good example that I will give as well is actually from my book, um, Broken Branches. The main guy in there, he he's, um, so Broken Branches is about, uh, about a guy who lives a very privileged life. He has absolutely everything that he could ever need. And um, he doesn't really, he's not in a sense of appreciating what he's got. And he, he, he experiences a supernatural miracle, which makes him realize what life is all about. Um, and what Chris does, um, the main character, he has a tendency to just keep working. He works and works and works to avoid all his problems and all his emotions. And eventually when he loses everything, he realizes that he's actually depressed. He's feeling depressed. And how it's got to that stage is because he kept ignoring everything that was going on in his life and he kept ignoring how he was feeling these feelings they will just keep stacking up in us until we face them and the longer that we ignore them the truth is the harder it gets because we end up resisting how we're feeling and that's not healthy it's really not healthy and eventually our actions turn against us and we don't want that to happen um because the thing is, the universe, it runs on a like-to-like basis. If you're giving out not genuine actions, you're going to keep getting that back. So, yeah, it's really important to recognise our emotions because then our actions don't come from genuine places. They come up from a place of not feeling very lovable because we're not giving that love to ourselves. Yes, yeah. So let's talk more about your books. You kind of gave us a little insight to Broken Branches. So are both your books fiction books? What are they like? So um, the Silver Lining series is a fictional, sorry, it's a very long thing, <laughs> fictional contemporary supernatural romance um, series. Um, and it's generally about Chris. And like I said, he comes from, he's comes from a very, very privileged background. Um, he doesn't recognize what he has in life until a supernatural miracle comes around and kind of shows him what really matters, shows him that it's all about relationships, being grateful for what you have. It's all about letting go of the past, moving forward. Um, and I wrote, it took me 12 years to edit the first one. And I've literally, I'm literally just on the last pieces of the sequel before I send it out next year. Um, and I'm currently in the midst of editing my third novel as well. So that's yeah. amazing. Did you say 12 years? Yeah, it took me 12 years to edit the first one. I was 19 at the time. I'm wow. sorry, 17 at the time I wrote the book. So, yeah. Wow. So that's a huge accomplishment to have your books published. And I'm a huge fan of fiction. And I just find for myself, it's so much more beneficial for me to be reading fiction novels versus like self-help, self-development stuff. And I know in the past I was just reading self-help or self-development book after like one after the other, right? And I see so many other women in this same type of cycle and I'd love to kind of get your opinion on this. But I mean both you and I do similar work, right? We teach women how to go within and use the tools inside of themselves to heal. 
mentally, emotionally, that sort of thing. But there's something different when it comes to self-help or self-development books. I feel like I see so many women jumping from book to book thinking they're going to, yeah, they think that like the it's just kind of like a fix, right? Like what's, which book is going to give me the answer or which book is going to fix me? And I remember so very well when I was also in this cycle and it's been literally years, so many years. I can't even remember the last self-development book that I read, honestly, It's been over five years since I read a self-development book because I just realized that after every single time I read one, I didn't feel better about myself. I felt like there was so much more work to do and the difference between like makes you feel overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then it's like on the flip side, within like coaching women through self-healing work it's not overwhelming because they feel like empowered with all of the tools inside of themselves so I just wanted your take on this or your you to chime in here but I feel like I kind of already know your opinion based off of the expressions on your face (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I haven't had this conversation with anyone so I'm so glad you raised this Um, Because I was thinking, I've been, so I'm going to actually just tell you about my book journey. Like, I love books. I can't say enough, like, as a writer. um, So someone that was, someone that has experienced depression and anxiety since I was nine years old, books were my comfort. Books is where I found my comfort. Um, So I, one of my favorite books is, some of my favorite books, sorry, are Peter Pan and Little Woman. I, I related to them so much in so many ways um Beth from Little Woman like I just felt like we needed more of her in this world um so yeah I'm 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 book obsessed um and then when I started my healing journey I tried to find books that could help me um so yeah I read um I've read a couple of self-help books and they've been great but I felt like something was missing I felt like they were constantly telling me what to do, how to work my brain and how your brain should be. And I just felt like this huge gaping hole was missing in the book, like you're missing something. Um, And then I was, I I remember speaking to someone a little while ago um, and she's like, have you read Women That Run With Wolves? And I will say this to every woman, read that book, read that book, because all she tells you to do is look inside of yourself. And that is like when I speak to other, especially guys, when I speak to guys, they're like, oh, I read this self-development book and I read this self-help book and I read this book. And I'm just like, I, why do I not feel the same? And it's because the thing is they miss emotion. They miss the, the main factor, which is our emotions. They tell us how to function our brain and how our brain should be. But they don't tell us that everything that we need is inside our heart or for women as well, in our womb as well, which is where we essentially gain our wisdom. So I would say this to people, if you want to read self-help books, go ahead and do it. But everything that you need is inside of yourself. You can you can find all the tools that you want in the self-help books that you read, but at the end of the day, it's all inside of you. 
Um, and I actually went on this really weird phase, like after I started, once my healing journey was just triggered, I went through this really odd phase of not liking any books. It was really, really weird. I just couldn't read books because I didn't relate to them. Um, and then someone told me to read Women Who Run With Wolves and finally she hit the nail on the head that everything that you need is inside of you. Um, yeah, and that book, I'm, like, I'm still reading it at the moment and sometimes it does bring me to tears because she reminds me of how much women have inside of them. She reminds me that we women are so empowered and our emotions are our power. Um, and I've been on this kind of journey of exploring exploring masculine and feminine energies and it's been absolutely incredible to just play with my energies and recognize how much power we have inside of us so yeah I'm so glad you brought up the topic about books like it's been amazing um and with with broken branches and brewing bows like when I started that I didn't realize how much um so some of the some of the women in the book they all have bits of me inside of them um it's really weird because when I was getting some of the reviews and comments back for the books it was just like they taught me how to let go they taught me about forgiveness they taught me about this and I was just like Benita you were 17 when you wrote this book you didn't have a clue what you were doing at the time and then some of the comments that I, were get, I was getting back I was just like oh my gosh and this is really weird because I'm on this phase of teaching people about kindness towards themselves. I'm on this phase of teaching people how not to just dive into your work as a way to avoid yourself. And this is all I was spreading through our book. Like Kelsey, the main female character, she she's all about what feminine energy represents, you know, um, being kind, being compassionate and protecting those you love, but with compassion and kindness. And I didn't realize how much I was aspiring to be like Kelsey. Um, and then you got Lauren, who's all of, she's very driven. She loves her work, but she does everything that she does with compassion and kindness. And I didn't realize how much of these bits and pieces of the person that I wanted to be, of the person that I know deep down I really am, I was actually placing into these female characters. Um, so the, my books have helped people a lot and it's been amazing without sounding big-headed like it's made me feel great that these books have helped people um but I didn't realize what I was doing at the time I didn't realize it so yeah yeah I love that you shared that because honestly as I shared it's been over five years since I read a self-development book but I've been focusing on reading fiction novels and a lot of them have you know good love stories in them or just like a really strong female character and you're so right like you don't need to be reading a self-development book to be developing yourself you actually can be reading a fiction book and be learning from these characters within a fiction novel do you know why that is that why we essentially sometimes do prefer fiction novels over self-help books I learned that is because the books that I read, it encouraged empathy in me. It encouraged my emotions. It encouraged me to love being emotional and be, being empowered about being sensitive. Like um, I was just speaking about Beth from Little Women. She has kindness, so much kindness and compassion in, in her. And I don't know if anyone notices, but we lack a lot of empathy in this world. 
we lack that in this world. And that's why we relate to fictional characters because we need more of these beautiful characters in the world. Um, and I think that's, I just generally think that's what it is. Like if I had never had read the books that the amount of books that I've read, sorry, I'm looking over here because all my books are just piled there. If I never had read those books, I don't think I would be as empathetic, as empathetic as I am now. It encouraged me to love my emotions, it encouraged me to love my sensitive self. I can't imagine my life without my fictional books. Like I generally can't. I love that so much. So I do have another topic I need to talk to you about before we wrap up the show today. So this question is for all of our listeners who also want to become an author someday. How did you even start that journey? I mean, you said you were sitting in class one day and you just started writing. So how did you get from that point to where you are now? So in terms of my author journey and my writing journey, um, as I mentioned, I started writing at a very, very young age. And when I started writing Broken Branches, I actually have, I actually, it never occurred to me to publish it at the time. I was just writing and writing and writing. And then I think I must have been, so I originally self-published Broken Branches at the age of 19. Um, And I published it because one of my friends was just like, so you've written these books, what do you want to do with them? And I was just like, I don't know what do I do with them and she's like why don't you publish it just give it a go and it didn't do very well at the age of 19 because I was really young and I didn't essentially know what I was doing um one thing I'll definitely say to people is no matter what you're in whether it's writing publishing or music or absolutely anything whatever you're doing in your career if something fails that isn't a failure that's just something to learn from And I think I had to publish at the age of 19 to recognize how to publish now. Um, And there's many, many different avenues to publishing. So explore them. There's traditional, there's self-publishing and there's independent publishing. And I've chosen independent publishing where I kind of just do everything on my own. I'm sorry, I'm a bit staring away from your question. It was the advice. You said it was advice for the listeners about publishing, right? Or was it about anything? just kind of your journey from starting writing to where you are now. So if someone listening to the show right now has always had a dream of maybe publishing their own fiction novel, kind of what would be some steps for them to get started? Um, I One thing I would also say is I've been saying this to everyone because I'm also an editor as well. I help ed- people edit. And a question that I get a lot is like, um, I'm worried that what I have to say is not going to be of value to people. And basically, they're worried about whether they should write for the market. That's the end thing. Um, And one example that I'll give, and it's very, very cliche, is JK Rowling. She got rejected from her publishers countless times because they didn't think that Harry Potter was good for the market. And then when someone actually took hold of her, look what happened. Like, look at the amazingness of Harry Potter. The thing is, what I say is that we are all put on this planet with our own voice and with our own feelings, with our own experiences. People want to hear what you have got to say. And whether you end up writing fictional self-help or any absolutely anything that you got, just write it down. Don't be afraid to write whatever's in your heart because people want to hear that. There will be somebody out there in the planet that wants to hear what you've got to say and it will help them in some way, some way, shape or form. Don't be afraid of writing what you want to write. That's number one. 
Number two, there are many, many, in publishing, there are many, many different avenues. Um, don't feel scared about the amount of people, like the amount of different stuff out there. It's not something to be afraid of. There's many different avenues, as I mentioned, self-publishing, traditional, independent. And one thing I will say as well, don't be a perfectionist. Like, don't worry about the little, little, little things um, because it's just generally, I can't say this enough, it's not important. Like, people want to hear your message. They don't want to hear about how perfect you are because the truth is nobody in this world is perfect. We all make mistakes. Um, so don't don't get caught up and overthink about all the little, little nitty-gritty things. Enjoy the journey. Go with what you love doing. Love what you're doing because then why are you doing it? Um, and editing is important because is important because it can mess up your message in what you're writing but don't worry about it so badly as well and um yeah and I would just say just if you want to write go write pick up a pen pick up your laptop pick up your keyboard start typing whatever you gotta say just put it out there um don't be scared there's absolutely nothing to be scared of Perfect. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I know everyone's going to love this episode. So one more question for you before we sign off today. And that is what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Um, being myself, being myself, like there's no other way to say it. Um, as long as I do what's right for me and I do what makes me happy. And as long as I'm not harming anybody else, that is, what, that is what it means to me to be unbreakable. Um, taking everything in acceptance and taking a lesson from everything that happens and just being myself and being comfortable with who I am. Um, I think we're living in a world where people are really li living off of others' opinions. Um, it's not gonna get you anywhere. There's no other way to say it. Living off of other people's opinions is not gonna get you anywhere. It's just gonna build up a lot of lot of pain inside of you um just be yourself and don't and do it out of kindness I love that so thank you so much for coming on where can our listeners find you and connect with you over on social media so I mostly use Instagram I do have Twitter and Facebook but I mostly live on Instagram I don't know why though but yeah I'm mostly yeah. on Instagram <laughs> it's Miss Vanita Core. um and all the links to buy my novels are in the link in the bio. It's on Amazon, um, beneath the core broken branches, but everything that you need is in the link in my Instagram bio. Perfect. And we'll include all your links in the show notes as well. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me, Meg. Like it's been so lovely meeting you and you're such a lovely person. So Aww. thank you for sharing what I've got to say as well. Thanks, sweetheart. Thanks for coming on. I enjoyed this chat. Yeah.